Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Hi, and thank you for tuning in today. I want to talk to you today about the benefits of kids exercising. Many times when James and I speak of exercising, most people think of going to the gym, running on a treadmill, uh, riding an exercise bike, or lifting weights, weights, which is usually true. But when it comes to kids, exercise is not the same. For kids, exercise means anything that involves being active, like gym class, recess, riding their bikes, or playing games that involve running, such as tag. Some of the benefits of exercising include developing stronger muscles and bones, having leaner bodies, a lower chance of getting type 2 diabetes, lower blood pressure and cholesterol levels, having a better outlook on life, and the ability to sleep better, and so much more. Um, There are three elements of fitness. The first one is endurance. Endurance develops when kids regularly get aerobic activity, meaning the large muscles are moving, the heart beats faster, and the child breathes harder. Aerobic activity strengthens heart, the heart and improves the body's ability to deliver oxygen to all of its cells. Some activities include skating, swimming, tennis, jogging, and more. Number two, strength. Improving strength does not mean lifting weights. Instead, kids can do push-ups, stomach crunches, pull-ups, and other exercises to help tone and strengthen muscles. They also improve their strength when they climb, do handstands, or wrestle. And the third element is flexibility. Flexibility stretching exercises tend to improve kids' muscles and joints to bend and move easily through their full range of motion, such as when they reach for a book, practice a split, or do cartwheels. One of the major problems that we have today is that our kids spend countless hours sitting and looking at computer screens and devices every day. The American Academy of Pediatrics has a lot of recommendations, uh, some of them being that parents should limit their device time, the child's device time, depending on age and maturity. They should keep TV, uh, TVs, computers, and video games out of the child's room and turn off screens during meal times, to name a few. So how much exercise is enough? Well, kids and teens and toddlers should get 60 minutes or more of moderate to vigorous physical activity every day. Preschoolers should have at least 120 minutes of physical activity every day. And the times can be split up, some in the morning and some in the afternoon. Um, Young children should not be inactive for long periods of time, no more than one hour unless they're sleeping. And school-aged children should not be inactive for periods longer than two hours. hours. Inactivity 
in kids leads to the same illnesses that adults develop, including hypertension, heart disease, various cancers, depression, anxiety, and more. Now, here are some tips to raise active kids. Help your kids do a variety of age-appropriate activities. Make being active a part of their daily life, such as taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Become a positive role model for your your child and your family. Um, Include group activities. And finally, keep it fun so that your kids will come back for more. And the last thing I want to say is that if you add in a clean diet, now you have introduced your child to a fit and healthy lifestyle that they can carry with them forever. And if you want more information about that, you can go to our site, um, Karen and James at livingfit.com.co, or you can go to kidshealth.com and they have some awesome information out there for you. So I pray that this has been a blessing to you and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Karen. And thank you for joining us for Living Fit. On today's show, we want to talk about how we can, again, protect our minds, our brains, our, our heart. The, the Bible calls our minds, our heart. The brain is critical to that. The brain itself can be touched, but the mind is something that we have to train. We have to train our minds. We have to make our minds, and we can... Uh, keep ourselves sick. You can make yourself sick by not uh, getting your brain, your mind working together. We have to renew our minds. Your thoughts have power. When your thoughts are aligned with the truth of God's word, you will benefit. When they are misaligned by doubting and fear, blaming, complaining, you will suffer both emotionally and physically. If you don't get the right nutrients, if you don't exercise, if you don't feed your brain the way it is meant to work, you will not be able to accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish because the more you weaken your physical body, you're also weakening your brain. And I know a lot of people think that, well, if I have diabetes, I'm not hurting my brain. But diabetes, blood, high blood sugar also eliminates brain function. Poor, not drinking enough water also damages your brain. Not getting the right nutrients into your body damages your brain. Not being physically active damages your brain. All these mood problems that we're seeing today, all the problems we're seeing are linked to poor nutrition, not enough exercise, not enough water, not enough rest, uh, we're not getting the nutrients, we're not getting the exercise, we're not getting the water, we're not getting sunshine, we're not getting, uh, we're not con- learning how to control ourselves by studying the Word of God, we're not getting enough air, we're not resting properly, we're not treating our bodies the way God says that we're supposed to treat them. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Psalms 27.3 says, though an army encamps against me, uh, my heart shall not fear. Though war arises against me, yet will I be confident because I am protected by God. 
and God's word. The human brain is the command center of the nervous system and enables thoughts, memories, movement, and emotions, and by the complex function that is the highest product of the biological evolution. And maintaining a healthy brain during one's life is the uttermost goal in pursuing healthy life and longevity. As the population ages, the burden of neurological disorders and challenges for the preservation of our brain and health is increasing. It is vital to understand that what your health is and why it is important to protect your brain health. My aim is to talk about the importance of brain health and help you to analyze some of the effects of the major neurological things that could happen on brain health and discuss how these disorders might be looked at and slowed and even prevented by doing the right things. And, and uh, as Christians who want to please God, we know that the heart in Scripture is speaking about our minds. So it's very important that we protect our mind, the heart of which God is speaking. That means protecting our brain. The brain is the thing that's inside the skull, but the mind has to be built. And that's what we teach. We teach that we're building our brains. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for uh, from it flows the spring of life. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and des- desperately seek can, uh, who can understand it. We want our own way. And that's the reason why we need to know what God wants and what we need to let God speak to our heart. When we sing the song, speak to my heart, Holy Spirit, we want the Holy Spirit to be the one directing our path We don't need to lean to our own understanding. We need to be renewed by uh, our mind. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Currently, there is no universally recognized definition for brain health. Most existing definitions have only a general description of normal brain function or emphasizes one of the two dimensions of our brain. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, defines brain health as the ability to uh, have mental cognition, including the ability to learn, judge, use language, and remember. But in God's kingdom, it's it's the ability to do His will. That's what we're trying to do. The American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, the Presidential Advisory defined optimal brain health as an average performance level among all people at the age who are free of known brain or uh, other organ system diseases in terms of decline from function levels or adequacy to perform all activities that the individual wishes to undertake. What we want you to do is not undertake what you want to do, but to undertake what God 
has provided for us. We're supposed to be witnesses to the world. The brain is a complex organ and has at least three levels of function that affect all aspects of our daily lives, interpretation of senses and control of movement, maintenance of cognition, our mental and emotional processes, and the maintenance of our normal behaviors and social cognition. The brain uh, health may therefore be defined as a preservation of optimal brain integrity and mental cognition function and and a, a given age in the absence of the overt brain disease that affects normal brain function. So we need to protect ourselves, our brain, so that we can keep our minds well. Once our brain has been damaged or injured, it, it also shocks the electrical systems in our brain. And as we go through learning about what the enemy is doing to us, the enemy lies to us uh, and would never be, uh, want us to be well. So if I complain to people, if I complain to myself, if I complain to God, why is this? Why am I being treated this way? Why? Because I focus on me. I'm not focusing on the ability that God has put in me to protect myself. So what is my mind anyway? The mind is the manifestation of thought, perception, emotion, determination, memory, and the imagination that takes place in our brain. We can see and touch the brain, whereas we cannot see or touch our minds. The brain is like a hardware composed of nerve cells and blood vessels, and the mind is the software it's commonly thought that the brain and the mind are one and cannot be separated. As science has advanced, we know that thoughts in the mind can affect the physical brain. Have you been uh, or seen those images of brain scans, uh, what, what they look like, like electrical wiring, uh, firing in different colors as thoughts and connections across the synapses? Your brain is filled with many, many connections like branches on a tree. Imagine each thought as its own tree with many branches. The more branches, the more intelligent and accessible the thought will be. Each thought on that tree is made up of cells called neutrons, nerve, nerve cells, and the branches are called uh, dentaries. You have one trillion of these trees in your brain, and one tree can grow up to 70,000 branches, which means that we have three million years worth of information and storage space in our brains. Isn't that something that's amazing that we have this process inside of us, this tremendous brain? No computer can do what your brain can do. That's the important things of learning. And there's several neurological disorders that may disrupt our brain function and affect human health. Med medically neurological disorders that cause the brain dysfunction can be classified into three groups. Brain diseases with overt damage to the brain structure, such as uh, 
cerebrovascular uh, diseases, traumatic brain injuries, brain tumors, meningitis, and communication and sensory disorders. And there's also functional brain disorders with de detectable destruction of brain connections or networks such as neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, and uh, dementias and mental disorders, schizophrenia, depression, bipolar disorders, alcoholism, and drug abuse. The other brain disorders with detectable structural or functional impairments such as migraines and sleep disorders. And these neurological disorders may have different or common effects on our brain health and function. For instance, Alzheimer's disease is the main type of dementia with a decline in different domains of cognition function. It's a progressive thing. Mood disorders may cause dysfunction in execution, reward processing, and emotional regulation. It, uh, it can cause physical disability, uh, balance problems, cerebral, uh, cerebrovascular diseases may lead to cognitive impairment and dementia, which uh, are neglected by both patients and by you, the patient, and the, the doctor. Aging is a burden on neurologic disorders. Human aging is mainly reflected in as the aspect of brain aging and the de degradation of brain function because what we're doing is we're neglecting our brain health and we're, our, our body is trying so hard for us to stay well. And most of those would already be out of our minds if it wasn't for the fact that uh, God has made these bodies so good, so wonderful, that they fight to stay well. We fight against them because we, we do damage every day. We have environmental problems. We have uh, pesticides, fungicides, herbicides. We have all these things out in our, our environment that are, are against us. And then we sit down to a non-nutrient meal. We don't get uh, good nutrition. We don't get exercise. We don't drink enough water. We don't get out in the sun enough. We stay in toxic homes. We, we don't exercise self-control we don't read, we don't study, we don't find out what's wrong. There's so many things that go wrong. We're not doing what we should do. We're not doing our part to keep our minds clear, our minds healthy. We're not studying God's Word. We're reading, but we're not studying. We need to study, and we need to implement. There's, there's one thing that we do in uh, training people, coaching people, we assess people, we uh, recommend to people, and then we try to track the progress. And whether you know it or not, you're being assessed. People are seeing what you're doing wrong, and they have recommendations for you, and they're also tracking to see if you're doing anything different because they are trying to see if you're really what you say you are. And if you really want to be helped out and healthy, when you get information, use that information to do some correcting in your own life.
With the increase, uh, increases in the population of the aging, the burden of neurological disorders and challenges to the uh, preservation of brain health is steeply increasing because we're not doing these things. We're not getting the right things in our life to help us. Researchers say that 87% of illnesses that plague us today are direct result of our thought life. The mind-body link is an ongoing symphony of chemicals playing through the body 24 hours a day. The way we think will affect the functioning of the whole electrical chemical cycle. Our physical bodies function optimally when they have stable internal chemical conditions if we allow negative thoughts that come from worry, fear, anger, or irritation throw off our internal balance, studies show that we can actually disrupt the, the brain function. In other words, negative thinking can literally cause brain damage. Toxic thinking damages your ability to reason and communicate well, even if you are feeling stressed about something about this silly or unlikely uh, life, the amygdala signal will release the same stress-producing hormones through your system as it, if it was a threat to your um, imaging, uh, of what you're imagining is real. So we want to make sure that we are protecting ourselves by having what the Bible says, things to think of, the good thoughts. Think on the things that are pure, the things that are right, the things that are lovely. Uh, we, we have to do this in order to keep our brains healthy. A man named Rick Hansen, a neuropsychologist, uh, suggests that your thoughts can actually change the physical structure of your brain. His studies have found that your thoughts and experiences can produce new synapses and even after your genes changing the very structure of your brain. He explains that your neuroplasticity of the brain causes it to uh, be shaped by the synapses that are frequently firing. The brain takes its shape from what the mind rests upon. Whatever you're resting your mind on, if you think about those things, if you constantly do what people think you're going to do and think what you want to think, you're going to have uh, problems. So what does your mind rest upon? The Bible says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who thought he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross, Philippians 2, 5 through 8. As we think like Jesus thought, we begin to actually receive the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2, 16. The Bible also says that we can actually be transformed through the renewing of our thought. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a person by changing the way you think. 
Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect, Romans 12, 2. But how does someone actually change their thoughts? How does someone renew their mind? First, we have to know who we are and where our mind was formed. We were created by God. I like to think that we are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. This means that although our lives are on earth, our true home and our identity exist in heaven. Even now, Christ has given our spirit seats in the heaven realms. Ephesians 2, 6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. What would your thought life be like if you looked at your life from heaven's perspective? Would you complain so much? Would you have a, a broader perspective? Would you worry less knowing that you have a seat secure in heaven for you? Aligning your thoughts with the thoughts of the heaven's perspective is a foundational part of renewing our mind. The Bible says we destroy people's defenses, that is, their arguments, and all their intellectual arrogance that opposes the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive so that it is obedient to Christ, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. It is most important for you and I to be transformed, to be renewed in our mind, to have, in other words, the identity, the, the negative thoughts that we have, the wrong beliefs that we have, we take those things captive and we stop making excuses for ourselves. We become the self-controlled individuals that we know we should be in order to please God and to prevent the diseases that would hurt our brains and cause our minds not to work properly. And the only way we're going to do this on a regular basis is to get our emotions in check. You can literally detoxify your brain and purify your emotions by intentionally changing your thinking. We can do that because God says we can. Well, how? By renewing our minds, by thinking on the things that God says we should think of and, and having the right fuel. I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is for you to be moving every day. I didn't say you had to go out and exercise. I said move. You can take a walk. Even if you're in an office, you don't have to sit at your desk. You can stand at your desk. Nobody will think you're crazy other than you if you don't do it, because eventually you will suffer the consequences of not doing what is necessary for your body to function properly. Karen and I are not only personal trainers, but certified health coaches too, and health nutritionists, holistic health nutritionists. What we do is we try to help people not figure out what they're going to eat, but how to figure out the best things to eat. You have to do that uh, on your own about figuring out you know, what's best for you. 
But what we don't want to do is know if we know that something is damaging to you, we try to discuss that with you because we have studied enough to know that if you don't get enough of the right uh, micronutrients, a lot of people talk about the macronutrients, everybody's talking about protein, they don't get enough micronutrients, they don't get enough of the things that keeps their body well, they don't get enough fiber, they don't get enough uh, magnesium and, and zinc and other necessary minerals into their diet to help their brains function properly. And so what we do is we constantly try to encourage you to put in, even if you don't take anything out, put in the things that will help you function properly on a daily basis to keep your mind clear because if you can eat the right nutrients, get the right food, uh, stop eating all the time, your mind can become clear. Stop putting in junk food. If you put poor oil quality in your car, it will clog up. Same thing with your brine. I, Karen and I always say this, we appreciate you being here. We hope that you are learning to do better and live a longer life. God bless you. Keep living fit and doing what matters. God keep you strong. Bye-bye, Nick. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website facebook at livingfit.com.co or call until next time keep living fit and do what matters thank you